This is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Yo, what up, T-Guys listeners? Welcome to episode 66 of The Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. On this episode, I'll be discussing the differences and similarities between the hit sitcoms Living Single and Friends. Both shows debuted in the early to mid-90s, re-evolutionizing the concept of having multi-leading roles where each character was just as vital as the next. Both shows made their characters quite relatable for most, if not all of us, know a Khadijah James or Ross Geller. Listen in as I share my experience with both series. So I was having a conversation with someone and they were talking to me and they asked me the question. So what did you like better? Did you like living single or did you like friends? And I said, you know what? To be honest, if I had a choice, it would be friends. I'm just going to say that for right now. I know a lot of people, primarily uh, people of, of my cultural background, you know, black folks. Uh, I know you probably think, oh, no, nah, man, that's a bad decision. Yeah, you're probably right, but I will explain later. I will. So I'm going to jump right into this. This is, um, yeah. So first living single, I understand a living single debuted back in 1993, 93, um, and 95, I was 10. So. I was about eight, eight years old when this came out. So let's just go off the list of the characters. You got your, you got Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. I'll never forget that. Uh, Kyle Barker. This the way that he carried himself. Kyle had swag before that was swag. You know what I'm saying? Kyle was cool. Uh, Sinclair Jones. Sinclair was. Sinclair was the ditzy character. Um, I think she may have originated that when it came to a large group of people. Uh, but uh, Sinclair was the ditzy character, the one that you got annoyed with but couldn't help but but couldn't help love, you know. And that's and I think that's one thing about these characters; they're relatable. They were relatable people. Uh, and then you have Overton, Obi Jones. Um, Overton was this the, the the nice guy that always finished last, you know. And um but he was persistent. He was a help, he was a helpless romantic. Oh, I think it's hopeless romantic. He was hopeless romantic. And uh but he was just he was a guy. He was a guy. I mean, he was he was he was Kyle's uh right-hand man. So those those they were best friends. So 
it was cool seeing their friendship and seeing them experience life together. It was pretty cool. Uh, of course, you have the queen, uh, Miss Khadija James. Um, she ran a, um, a magazine company called Flavor Magazine. And um, I, I, you know, thinking back, I didn't really think about this or consider this. She ran her own company, a black woman in 1993, running her own magazine, killing it, man. And as you see through the, the seasons, she experienced life just like anybody else. She loves, she gets hurt. Uh, she's trying to make it on her own. I think her place, I think her name was on the lease of the place that they all lived in. She lived in with, uh, uh, of course, Regine. Yo, <laughs> I just realized something. Regine was sipping tea before anybody else did. Before we had a phrase, there was one person that was sipping tea always, and that was Regine. Regine, man, was that one friend that's always trying to stir things up. The one friend that call you out on your BS. You know, they will look for some dirt and just expose it. And just, she lived in it. She loved it. So, um, she was one of my favorite characters. Uh, she, I think she was one of the most honest. I think Regine represented a mirror in which we all saw ourselves for what we truly were, you know? And I think that having that reality check and having somebody like that around was very helpful. Uh, but yeah, the you have all these friends, you have these, these this family, and uh, you have these friends that, uh, hold on, Regine was the friend, Sinclair was the cousin of Khadijah, if I'm not mistaken. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Sinclair was family. And, um, <laughs> and Regine was just like their really close friend. Okay. I think I get it now. Yo, T-Guys listeners, just wanted to give you a quick update on the podcast itself. Uh, the glory in our stories have officially been picked up by iHeartRadio. Yo, that's what's up. Yo, thank you all so much for... Uh, contributing to this podcast thank you for listening primarily thank you all my guests for sharing your story now your story will be heard around the world uh, and it's already on altogether it's on seven different platforms so thank you all thank you thank you thank you let's keep going let's make it to 100 and beyond keep listening in to the latest episode of the glory in our stories i was overton coming up i was the guy that you know that wasn't aggressive that wasn't forceful with who i was and not just in relation to anybody but just to women you know he he loved he loved sinclair you can hear it in his voice you can see it in his eyes when he was around her and the way that she lit up you know in his presence you know it was very warming warming thing to experience and um khadijah man khadijah was the was that friend that was just cool khadijah was just she gave it to you straight um but she also knew how to love you know she knew how to have fun you know and i think khadijah basically reflected queen latifah i don't, I don't think that uh, queen latifah 
Queen Latifah fell, uh, separated the two completely. I mean, she was just a cool person, and the way that she displayed her on the show, and and I, and you can you can be a woman that has power, uh, but also a woman that has passion. You can have both power and passion, and that's what she did, yo. And uh, man, she just Khadijah was like was hood, you know. And it was and it was it was a nice thing to uh, experience. It was a nice it was a nice setting. A nice tone, you know. Oh, Maxine, Maxine Shaw. Maxine, to me, reminded me of Miranda from Sex in the City. Uh, Miranda was a woman that was a lawyer. And um, during this time, Miranda, you know, in the, in the show Sex in the City, it, it was difficult for her to date because Miranda was about her her business. Miranda was about her profession. You know, and it was it was it's what she wanted to do It was her goals. And if you couldn't coincide with her plans, you just didn't fit them. You know, Khadijah was the type of person to me that regardless if you were on board or not, she's going to go. It'd be nice to have you. But if you're not, if you can't synchronize with what she has going on, then that's that's OK. And, you know, of course, her love interest was Scooter. Scooter it seemed like he was the guy that that the un ungettable get, and it's like everything they they would be on one moment and they would be off. And I remember Scooter what was one phrase he said, "Baby, I'm back." And I remember uh, you know the crowd went crazy because he was a character that everybody wanted Khadijah uh, to be with because Scooter had Khadijah's heart, no matter who she dated. It was it was Scooter. I remember one one time she, she Khadijah had this pick between Scooter and this one guy that had this like gray patch in his hair. I never forget. And uh, they were both at her house, and I think she had to pick one, and she couldn't pick one. And she had she she saw them going back and forth, and she was like, "Y'all want some coffee or something?" And she just walked off because she couldn't choose. Um, but I, I guess it is truly safe to say that Scooter was Scooter. Scooter was her man. Um, but as as the show progressed, you got to see these people grow up and evolve. You know, you know, um, you even got a chance to see Sinclair um, become more of a woman and less childlike. You know, her level of innocence was always questionable because Sinclair would say. You know certain things on the slide that made you think like, hmm, hmm. I never knew. She, I don't think she has it in her, but it sounds like she does. So yeah, it was, and plus her, you know, obsession with trolls. You know her troll doll collection, and she was just that quirky, ditzy, uh, person that you knew. It was just something missing, you know, but it's like everything's there, but everything's not. It was just, it was weird. Um, Regine, man, <laughs> one thing I loved as a side character uh, was uh, Russell. Russell was the guy that worked for Khadijah, and he was, I think he was, he was, um, uh, 
uh, Jamaican, and he really loved Regine. He really liked Regine. And um, Regine, I think, you know, subconsciously um, loved, like, Russell. You know, she liked the attention. You know, that's the type of person Regine was. Uh, and Regine and her wigs. <laughs> she had all these wigs. She had a different wig on for every occasion. And she didn't mind mentioning it. She didn't mind talking about it. And I think that's a concept in black culture concerning women is a stigma. It probably was for a while uh, for a woman to have a wig, you know, and to have natural hair under. Nowadays, you know, you have your lace fronts and you have lace fronts that are so impressive. Like I saw a picture on Facebook of a woman that had a full hair a full uh, head of dreads like she had legit dreads but she had on a lace front over the dreads and it looked like she never had dreads at all so whoever did that they did it very 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 well so mad props to whoever did that lace front you know i ain't, I ain't gonna lie that that was some magic that's that's some black girl magic right there um but no um they address things um that were worth considering, especially in the black community. Uh, there was an episode where everybody was in the house. I think it was Regine, Khadijah, and Sinclair. Of course, they stayed in the same place. Um, somebody broke into their house. And I remember, I think it was Regine. No, not Regine. Khadijah had some nunchucks. Um, and they were going into the kitchen. And um, I have to look this up because it's one of my favorite episodes. It was so funny. On the way into the kitchen, the kitchen had like this, this um, I forgot what type of door it was, but it's the kind of door that when you push, it just swings back and forth until it settles. So um, they pushed the door and the door hit the robber and the robber went off and they just ran out of the house. And I think they ran to Overton and, and, um, and Kyle. And they were like, what's wrong? I said, it was a robber in the house. And the second time that happened, they thought it was the burglar, but it was somebody, one of them in the kitchen. And they just flipped out. It was it was hilarious. Um, but the jokes, the banter, the, you know, oh, the man, the, the banter between Kyle and Maxine. And then eventually, as you all know, this is not a spoiler, you know, they eventually started dating. And I think that's something that they had built up because that it was so much sexual tension between them and just, you know, genuine attraction is something that they did not want to address. Um, that is so relatable, um, and, you know, minus the sexual tension um, in reference to me and my fiance. We were good friends at first, but we denied the obvious attraction that we have for each other. So, man, that was that was a good show. I saw that it only lasted um, five years. I probably what what five seasons? Five seasons, probably. Um, you know, nowadays, really good sitcoms last a decade. You know, I think Supernatural, which was not like a a comedy sitcom, lasted maybe like fourteen, fifteen. Uh, seasons maybe longer than I'm not sure you can correct me if I'm wrong um, but a good show usually has a good run um, but there are some shows out there that die 
very young and it makes you question in relation to other shows like why is it that this show ended but the other one continued and it's like they were almost similar right but living single was a really good show it's what it's something that we needed we as african americans it was nice to see us on television living single literally um amongst each other how you know our friendships uh matured watching us uh, go from somebody that's like in their late 20s into early 30s like that that transition is very important because it's the moment you like literally legit become an adult and realize that your decisions that you make are based on you you're responsible for that and if you if you don't have an immediate family um, those consequences they only ripple out so far but uh, the decisions that they made they affected each other you know they, they did and they considered themselves you know family you know and that was I think that was the key ingredient is that no matter what they actually cared about each other all of them did uh, but to end this portion on living single if I had to choose one character my favorite living single character it would have to be Khadijah I think Khadijah was the glue that kept them all together she was Khadijah was she was just strong her shoulders were built for that and I'm not just saying physically I mean overall her character metaphorically she it was everyone was built she was built to hold everyone it was just in her personality you know she was just a very strong independent individual who I wouldn't say was opinionated but she stood firm in what she, on what she believed in and she also saw the value in having close relationships uh, with her friends and family so that was that was pretty cool uh, so yeah living single was really a good show um, I would say that I was too young to fully grasp what was going on um, to appreciate um, its, it's uh, relevancy to the black culture in the early 1990s that was a refreshing thing to see you know us in the comedy realm that was very realistic took place in New York and um, in the inner city and that was that was pretty cool that was pretty cool to see what up T-Guys listeners this is your host Calvin Wayne Pinnabell Jr. I don't just produce podcast episodes I also record music I have a few projects out now including two EPs titled Born and Born Part 2 the list also includes three additional playlists. They can all be found on my Noise Trade account at noisetrade.com. That's noisetrade.com. Free music. Can't beat that, right? Check it out, and I hope you're inspired.
And now we'll transition into the second sitcom uh, that came out. Um, actually, I think like a year later. Um, and that's Friends. Um, friends, friends, friends. Let's see if I can name them. Uh, Monica Geller, Ross Geller, um, Chandler Bain, Phoebe Buffay, Joey Tribbiani, um, and um, Rachel Green. I think I got them all. <laughs> um, Friends, man, the you know the theme song, and that's the cool thing about sitcom theme songs. Um, they have to be really good, and really, it has to match. Well, the show has to match the magnitude of the theme song, because if the theme song is memorable, then obviously the show can is probably it, the show is too, because a lot of shows you can think of probably in like, dang, what was that theme song? You probably didn't watch it enough to memorize it, <laughs> uh, but it was probably not watched at all to the point like, no, nah, screw this. We're going to cancel this after a couple episodes, which, you know, some networks are known for doing. So um, case in point, Krypton, which is a show I think it's on sci-fi. I forgot what channel that is on, but it's basically a prequel to, you know, all the references to Superman that we're familiar with. But I think Krypton is a sequel which in, takes place on the planet Krypton before it implodes. Um, but anyway, um, Friends. Friends was was really good. I And the reason why and I would say that I personally enjoy it, this coming from a man, an African-American male, that was highly invested in a all-white cast, was because around the time that I started watching this, I was in my 20s. This show debuted and at a point where all the characters were in their mid-20s. And of course, as the show evolves, they enter their 30s and their lives change uh, drastically in so many ways. But that was relatable for me, you know. And I have two best friends that I have known since high school. And to me, they were like... Because of their maturity level, they were like, they were like, maybe if I can compare them to somebody, it'd be Chandler and Monica, you know, later, but earlier, if that makes sense. Um, but, and I was, I was Ross. I relate, I relate a lot more to Ross. Ross was very sensitive, but he was, he was very good and knowledgeable in reference to what his career was, you know, he was a paleontologist, uh, you know, he had a, uh, a high interest in dinosaurs, you know, and, f um, and philosophical, um, you know, artifacts, um, f you know, I think it's a philosophical, I think I said that, I'm not sure I said that wrote that word right, uh, but he, Ross was the type of guy that was very knowledgeable in his field. Um, but he made human mistakes like the next man, you know. And um, I think he, Ross was a balance between uh, a man that, that is firm in who he is, um, but also knows how to be sensitive and caring. So, um, 
But yeah, that that Friends was very relatable to me. Uh, somebody recently, I put a poll on Facebook that asked the question, which did you prefer, living single or friends? Um, 100%, 100% said living single. Somebody posted, you know what? To be honest, friends wasn't even that funny. And a part of me was like, you know, they're open to their own opinion. Um, but this is just speaking from me. I actually enjoyed it. I really did. Friends is probably the only sitcom that I've watched continuously from season one to where everyone meets the majority of everyone meets Rachel uh, at the, she leaves her wedding, um, to season 10 when, you know, everyone moves out of, uh, well, Monica and Chandler move out and they get their own home. Um, Ross and Rachel at this point had Emily, uh, no, Emma, Emma, I'm sorry, Emma, they had Emma and, um, Ross stays. Rachel has a job opportunity overseas and she turns it down to be home with Ross and the baby. Um, that was a, to me, that was an emotional point part because, um, I remember Ross was on the phone and Rachel left a message and she was like, I'm so sorry. I had to do this and she was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I'm doing I need to get off this plane so everybody's listening like and she and you hear her trying to get off the plane while on the phone which was funny um and then the phone disconnects the phone call uh ends and Ross was like what did you do did she get off the plane did she get off the plane and then you hear her say I got off the plane and she's at the door and oh that warmed my heart um a lot of funny moments when it comes to friends uh one in particular when um when ross when all of them went to a beach you know just to have fun for the weekend or whatever and um monica got stung by a jellyfish and everyone most of everyone knows what happens if you're near someone that gets stung by a jellyfish, um, your immediate response is that you urinate on the uh, two on their body part to relieve the pain and probably in the infection, I think. Um, so they talk about between Monica, Joey and Chandler, um, they have to they pretty much discuss how it all went down. And that was just hilarious because it's such an uncomfortable yet real situation and like when you're in the midst of good friends like how do you handle that you know you cross those intimate boundaries um the interesting thing about watching friends is that you see the evolution of technology like no not everybody had a cell phone uh, by the time the show ended i think was which was probably the year where i graduated high school 2004 by the time the show ended you know, you everyone, you can obviously see everyone has aged a little bit, you know, but not terribly. Um, I don't think Jennifer Aniston ever aged. I don't know what's going on with her. I really, I really don't. Um, 
but man, they, um, it was just funny to see the times, the people that guest starred on the show from Brad Pitt to Bruce Willis, to even Gabrielle Union, probably, I know a lot of people don't remember this, Gabrielle Union, and one episode was somebody that moved into the neighborhood, and Joey, I think it was Joey and Ross, Joey and Ross, was it Joey, I think it was Joey and Ross, or either Joey and Chandler, I think it was Joey and Ross, uh, they were trying to compete for her attention, and she was basically playing both of them, so, um, Aisha Tyler, Aisha Tyler is a famous black comedian, um, she was actually Ross's love interest, and she was on there for a couple of episodes, um, Robin Williams was actually, and as you can, you know, it's pretty obvious which show that I prefer watching. <laughs> uh, it was Robin Williams. Oh, and, um, oh man, what's his name? It was one of his best friends, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal. Um, they were on there for like three minutes at the beginning of an episode and they didn't play themselves. Um, but the the banter that went on between them is it was based they could have been just Robin and Billy Crystal talking to each other it was it was hilarious um but and again the reason why I prefer this show is because it was relevant to my life at that moment you know I was still single still single now until March 21st of next year um uh, but I was single and lost and and searching for that one woman and in the process searching myself so just learning learning about life and that show uh was like parallel to my experience so um oh yeah side characters it's funny in reference to a side character as in someone that appeared throughout the series periodically they, they were a part of the show, but they only they came in every so often. Like they left, they left a uh, presence on uh, that person is uh, Tom. Is it Tom? What's his name? Tom Selleck. Is it Tom Selleck? Selleck. I forgot his name. Y'all have to excuse me. This is horrible. This is horrible. I might have to look this up. moving around trying to find some I think it was Tom I can't remember his name horrible he's the guy that played Magnum P.I. I think in the 70s if I'm not mistaken 70s or 80s well he played Magnum P.I. he was uh, Monica's love interest Monica of course was a young lady and he was uh, Richard that was his name on the show Dr. Richard um, um, he, of course he had a last name but uh, Richard was the older guy that Monica was into, she dated, and then she found out that he didn't want to have kids. And I don't think he, yeah, he didn't want to have kids. And she was like, I can't get down with that, you know. And that's that's, and I think that was that reflects us as adults. You get to a point where you don't want to settle. Yo, the beautiful thing about these shows, uh, Friends and Living Single is that it, it illustrates that no matter what you go through in your life, what's most important are the people that stick around through the good and the bad. 
And you you get a glimpse of you get an idea of that uh, when you get invested in shows like these. Um, but not all of us get an opportunity to experience that. But for those of us who do, I hope we appreciate it and um, highly value the blessing. So continue to listen to the glory in our stories as I discuss the differences and similarities between two iconic sitcoms, Living Single and Friends. And you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Um, as far as my favorite character, hmm, it would have to be Phoebe. Phoebe was the Sinclair of Friends. Phoebe and Sinclair are both ditzy, but they're they're uniquely smart and knowledgeable in their own way. And they will say something that sounds off, but it makes complete sense. And Phoebe had a knack for tapping into the human experience. Um, Like one time, Phoebe, I think her aunt died and she said that she was reincarnated in this cat and Ross was picking at her. And Phoebe called him out and said, well, what if this is something that I truly, truly believe? How are you going to handle this as a friend? Why can't you just be supportive? And of course, Ross is the type of person that likes to think of, look at things logically. And he couldn't wrap his head around Phoebe's family member being reincarnated into a cat. I think it was her mother or aunt, somebody. Um... But Ross couldn't wrap his finger, wrap his head around that. But Phoebe just said, can you just be a friend? You know, I just lost somebody that I love. Can you just be there? And Ross was like, yeah. So it was stuff like that that really touched my heart. And of course, one of my favorite moments when Chandler admits that he loves Monica. And because um, this whole time people have been trying to figure out if they were dating, because they've been hiding it, I think for about a season or two. And then finally people started catching on and they tried to get Monica and Chandler to admit it, but they went about their own way. And Chandler at that moment admitted that not only was he dating Monica, but that he loves her. Um, and of course, when <laughs> Mon uh, Chandler proposed to Monica, uh, that was a little awkward because Monica at that point had an opportunity to go back to Richard and Richard was finally, you know, saying, yo, if, if kids is what you want or whatever, I'm down with it. And Chandler had not proposed yet. So she was just going to take matters into her own hands and propose to Chandler because she really wanted to be with Chandler. But Chandler had already put things in motion when he was going to propose to her. And it was, it was a very romantic experience. So, uh, But overall, um, and I'll, I'll talk about one thing that these shows did overlap in, in, in many aspects. I, uh, Monica's, Monica's apartment was the place where the majority of the show took place. Um, and, and Khadijah's place was where the show took place. Uh, Khadijah and Monica represents strength and the in in uh, in 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 unity uh u-n-i-t-y yeah anyway small for reference to the queen um uh, but they were they uh they they represented uh the cohesiveness um uh, between 
all the friends and um, having that that internal connection it was the one thing that kept everyone together um, Monica of course was a top chef you know Khadijah ran her own magazine company uh, was running her own magazine so these women represented power uh, represented uh, contentment in their skill set and they also had the capacity to love um, it's funny Monica <laughs> Monica had was like a, a clean um, oh she had a severe OCD severe uh, OCD and uh, it was it was understandable it was understandable so um, but again if I had to choose between living single and um, and friends it would be friends hands down because I understood due to me being an adult when I first started watching friends even though I started watching friends later but it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I was like yo I understand how Joey feels understand how Phoebe feels I understand Chandler like I understand them you know and it was it was a lot of humor in there you know to me it was better than Seinfeld I, I can't I couldn't get into Seinfeld I just couldn't I'm sorry I just couldn't get into it but friends that was my show that was my show I actually bought a couple of seasons um I have yet to come across some box sets of living single though that's odd and they're out there you just have to find them um, but that show, I think, was the pioneer of of um, the concept of friends, literally, of people growing up together and watching as life proceeded and people branching off into their own different worlds. Huh? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all these iconic shows, uh, they made a cultural impact. Both of these shows did. They really did. Um Friends, not so much with the black culture, uh, primarily because um, it didn't appeal to the, appeal to us on on set, I mean, offhand. But um, I guess it also depends on where you were when these shows, what place you in, in life you were when these shows came out. Um, and again, going back to how they overlap, uh, Khadijah and and um, and Scooter. Um, was similar to Monica and Richard. You wanted them to be together, but it was just something off. Um, the only difference is, I think Khadijah ended up being getting with Scooter, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Monica had a chance to get with Richard, but she chose Chandler, and they got married, and they both grew. Especially Chandler, man. Chandler made me so upset because he was such a punk. He used humor as his defense mechanism. And I understood that because that's what I did when I was younger. I didn't know how to communicate with people. So I used humor, uh, which actually got me in trouble. <laughs> so it forced me to be a, a human being. It first it forced me to be that which I was created to be. So um, loved living single again. I look forward to seeing that. I looked forward to seeing that. And then Martin. Um, yes, it is. It was, it was very refreshing to see us on the television us scream to see us represented to see problems addressed um that affect us on a daily basis um it was also good to see friends um people that whom you were so involved with the relationship that sometimes it caused you to overlook the details 
Like you never really knew what Chandler did for a living. Never. I mean, whatever he did, he made a lot of money. And it was obvious that he wasn't in love with it. Uh, but he had, had been doing it for so long that he just got good at it. You know, now it's like, yo, that's relatable. Um, and, you know, just stuff like that. It was just, it happens. It's life. So I enjoyed both shows. Um, but what was most relevant for me was Friends. So I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I thought it was a, a great subject to address. You know, I wish I had somebody on here to go back and forth with me about, you know, the two shows so that one person can see what the other one couldn't. And of course, you can see the overlaps, you know, in certain things. But Friends, Friends is my show. Friends is the show I can watch with my older sister because um, she's the one that got me on it. We Like when I go visit her sometimes, she will put Friends on. And it's usually an episode that we both seen. And we just start laughing the moment it comes on because we already know what to expect. Um, I actually have a Friends t-shirt that I bought at Walmart. I was like, yo, I got to get it. I actually got a Friends shirt for Christmas last year. Um, and I, I loved it. And um, But yeah, yeah, I can understand why the, the cast of Living Single was, was upset with the su- success of Friends. Because uh, Living Single was basically doing the same concept. Um, their show ended five years early. And um, there's no telling what would have happened if they had continued the show. And um, But Friends, Friends was good. I can see uh, the black holes in it uh, where they probably dropped the ball on certain... Um, references and ideas you know they didn't really address life's big issues like racism or anything like that but i mean maybe they created that show to get away from that and i'm being honest sometimes and a lot of people might not agree with this but the concept of being woke sometimes you can be so woke that you forget to sleep you don't get rest and I, I give mad props to people who live their life day in and out on uh, informing people and making sure that we are trying to strengthen our communities. Um, but sometimes we lose steam, especially when the train isn't moving. So I'm not saying that it's hopeless I'm not saying that we should stop. Um, but. I uh, I've accepted the fact that as a black man, I may not be into something that my next my black counterpart is or my peer. I might not be into that type of music or that type of show, but my black experience is just as valuable and just as valid as the next. I look at it as where you place a spalding basketball on the floor on so, at some angle, I'm looking at the SP. At another angle, you're looking at the ING of Spalding, or you're looking at the NBA logo. We're looking at different aspects of the same basketball. And one of us just, sometimes one of us assume that this is the right side. This is the only way to look at it. And the other was like, no, it's over here where the shadow is. I just hope that we continue to explore each other's ideas 
and see things in a different way. And I think that's what Friends and Living Single did. Friends also took part, took part in New York, um, Central Perk, which is the uh, the place that they hung out most, the coffee house that they hung out most of the time. You know, Living Single, it was either Khadijah's place or uh, the place, uh, Flavor Magazine, place of employment. You know, that was the primary settings of the shows. And even going back to Friends, you were either in Monica's apartment primarily or at Central Perk. You were sometimes often in, in Chandler and Joey's place and in Ross's, but most of the time it was in Rachel's apartment and then living single. Most of the time it was in uh, Khadija's place. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. I plan on doing something like this similar in the future um, with other shows or even songs, music, if you have any ideas and suggestions and curious as far as topics for a show, uh, let me know. Uh, but again, this is the glory in our stories. Just me discussing differences and similarities between living single and friends. Hello, TGOS listeners. Thank you for listening. Tune in soon for the latest episode of the glory in our stories.